Welcome to the Think and Learn Smarter experience. Here I will sit down with people from all walks of life and talk with them about experiences that have shaped them. Everyone learns from their own experiences, but the best learn from the experiences of others. Now, let's get into it. Uh, so t- today I'm here with Dermot Bannon, Ireland's uh, most well-known architect. Dermot runs his own company, Dermot Bannon Architects, along with his wife, who still technically is his employer, I guess. Uh, he's been on RTE for a number of years with shows like uh, Room to Improve, Dermot Bannon's Incredible Homes, and now more recently, Dermot Bannon's Super Small Places. Dermot, thanks for, for coming on. You're clearly a flat-out man. Ah, well, yeah, sure. Look, it's, it goes with the territory, doesn't it? Thanks for having me on, Connell. Oh, no, delighted. And so, um, but this new show, uh, Dermot Bannon's Super Small Places, you're, you're, fan, you're fan of the show with, with the names and your, with your own name on it, it makes it easy to remember. Um, it's a long name, isn't it? And there's a lot of S's in it. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't really get a choice in the name. So the, the name was produ- was given to me by Orchie and that's it. So uh, yeah, it's uh, and I wouldn't mind, but not all the spaces in it are small. Some of them are a little bit bigger and some of them are uh, a little bit more complex. But I look, I, I it's... You can't control everything, so you just choose what you can control, and sometimes the name of the show you get. But look, it's it it's a great it. Look, there's loads of S's in it. It it rolls off the tongue. You didn't forget it, so that's all that's all positive, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, for sure. And do you find that hard? Like as you said yourself, you can't really be in control of all the different parts, and especially like TV entertainment, because like while it's also like real life, there's also a bit of a TV aspect. So do you find the hard balancing like the actual like real life part of it along with having the entertainment for the TV the viewers? I think the, the the real life part of it is far more important, and that's the bit that you do. Uh, the, the 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 entertainment and the TV end of it it comes out of some that somebody else does that. Like they we we record hours and hours and hours of footage, and then you know that all gets boiled down. So you might do what ten days filming for every episode of. 10 hours, 12 hours sometimes. So there's, there can be over 100 hours of footage that all gets cut down to 52 minutes. So you let somebody else worry about the entertainment and you just do your job and that's all you do. So the, the kind of the architecture end of it is paramount and the story will, like if you've got 100 hours, you're going to get a story in there somewhere. You're going to get mm-hmm. something that people are interested. So that kind of, it's not that that's the easy bit, but that's somebody else's job to do it and, and, and other people do it very, very well. Mm-hmm, definitely yeah so you have and, to trust you have to trust people it is like it, it, you you couldn't make it like you couldn't control and make something like that all by yourself so a huge part of my job is is kind of uh having people around you who are really good and know what they're doing and um and uh kind of you feed off that and you know like i learn something off everybody that i'm working with so whether it's in the office it's uh editors on the show it's tv like they'll all bring something to the table and yeah you know that's what makes it that's what makes it good and interesting and and uh yeah mm-hmm. no it's cute it's fascinating with that because someone like myself just watching tv show you nearly forget that there's for every 10 minutes you have in the show there could have been 10 hours worth of content for to try and decide what to do that's what we're hoping for we're hoping that you forget it we're hoping that you don't notice we don't we're hoping that you know that's that's what really skilled people do is that they bring you into this world and an hour then can make you feel like you've lived it for a year um and be, you know so that's 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 what television does so if you the fact that you forget or don't know any of this is is a good thing <laughs> definitely and uh, before all this happened, like before you're like Darren Bannon presenting shows in RTE and you're- I was always Darren Bannon. 
<laughs> true, true. In at least the name, anyway. At least the, the persona, yeah. the persona you've uh, managed to embody or to improve, we'll say. But <laughs> uh, back when you were starting off as an architect uh, back in the day, did you have any idea at all that you'd be going to this kind of field, or what was kind of your idea when you're starting off? I just wanted to be an architect. That was it. I wanted to design buildings, um, and know like this whole other kind of aspect of it is. Um, yeah, that that just being in the wrong place at the wrong time it happened, and uh, so no, no, I've always I I I can't remember ever wanting. There's two things in my life that I wanted to be. One was an architect, the other was a pilot, um, and uh, and I became the architect. Um, I nearly became a pilot, but uh, it was too late at that that stage. I'd already been through college, and I couldn't put my parents through the the shame of I'm I'm throwing it all away and I want to go and fly planes, but <laughs> it could still happen. True, true, true. Yeah. And uh, I think you went to the university or the School of Architecture in Hull, was it? Yes, yes. And yeah, a long, long time ago. Yeah. And how did you manage to choose that particular place? Um, oh, I suppose I didn't choose it. It chose well. I, I they used to have. Um, I suppose back in back when I was studying architecture, there's only two architecture schools, so the points were really, really high, and it was very, very difficult to get a place because there was sixty places in each. Because so there's 120 places for architecture in the entire country, I think, around at the time. Maybe there might have been more, it might have been 180, but it was, I, I can't, but there was 4,000 people applying for architecture in, in the country. So it was, uh, it, there was huge demand and huge points. So you had to leave your options open. Um, and I, at the time, uh, they used to have uh, an exhibition inside in the RDS where all of the UK colleges and universities would come over and they'd set up a stand. So I went around them and I kind of talked to all of them and talked about their architecture departments and I picked four of them and um, I I went over to the UK then and just did interviews. So you have to do interviews and aptitude tests and all that um, just as a backup because my, my intention was to go to, to university in Dublin and uh, but I kind of kept it in, as a backup and then I didn't get um, I was on a waiting list for a second round offer in Bolton Street, um, which is now TU. And um, I uh, I didn't get it, and I said, well, am I going to repeat, or am I? What am I going to do? And I said, you know something, I think I'll just I'll try going to the UK. And in fairness, it was probably the best thing that I ever did because I think a huge part of college life is immersing yourself in it, and kind of um, uh, and it was really nice to kind of go and live with other students and kind of just live that. If I'd been in Dublin, I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have lived at home and I lived in Malahide and getting over and back to UCD or into Bolton. It would have been a big bus journey. It would have been, I think it was, it was amazing to be able to just throw yourself completely into college life. And I lived with, in a house with everybody studying architecture. I went to, uh, we, we, when I started in first year, the school of architecture was out by itself. And, um, and it had its own bar and it had its own. So it was low, it was kind of a, it was its own little entity. And um, so it meant that you were just 100% immersed in all that. So when you were sitting having a pint, you'd sometimes talk about your projects. Um, and, uh, you know, so you're always chatting and, 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 and you know, so oh, I'm having a real problem with kind of this, that, that this corner of my building and somebody else would just kind of be able to, oh, no, no, this is what I did. Or I've seen this in a magazine. Have you seen that? So it was that constant chatting and that constant um, kind of, uh, osmosis of information just tiny little nuggets all the time that kind of gets you through and 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 then even just knowing i think when you're that immersed in it and you're living with people um the anxieties that everybody has comes to the forefront so you know there's often times when you're i'm sure students don't do this anymore but you might uh, kind of have really good intentions and you start watching oprah in the afternoon or something like that and you say no no i'll go up now in an hour i'll go up in another hour i'll go up in another hour. but you know just 
sometimes like if, if you're very stressed about things and anxious you you sometimes think you're on your own and you're the only person going through that and that there's something wrong with you because you can't grasp it or you can't kind of manage it and then when you're living with other people and, and complete or if you sit down with somebody for a coffee and they say no I'm having a nightmare too I can't cope with it there's something kind of we all kind of carried each other through and um, which was which was which was fantastic mm, definitely no I was, I was going to ask you about that because a friend of mine is in architecture now and he's flat out like he's, he's he's more flat out than medicine so I think they had to have the pub in the actual building because you wouldn't have had time to walk to that to another place no he wouldn't have no and <laughs> It is. It's. Like, I suppose because architecture is a, a difficult. Um, in some ways, it's it's a very difficult subject to teach because um, it's buildings, it's design, it's. There's no one book will get you from the start of first year to the end of of the course. So what you need to do is it's experience and it's testing things and it's drawing things and it's getting things right. You're learning about like there's lots of kind of. Uh, mechanical things in it like building regulations and all that but just learning how to be a designer is is literally just it's kind of almost developing a gut instinct and in order to develop a gut instinct you need to do it over and over again you need to get things wrong and you need somebody to tell you where you've gone wrong and they say oh yes now I see it and then you don't make that mistake the next time but you make another one and then somebody says okay I wouldn't have done that and and and, and that's how the design process works it's kind of you do something somebody else comes along and puts fresh eyes onto it and they they um they they uh they they what you call it correct something or say did you try this you do that and it makes it a tiny bit better somebody else and that's how design in every across every like whether it's graphic design whether it's you know any kind of any kind of design industry it is about oh, sketching it over and over again but knowing where to kind of know it's it's kind of that innate feeling in you when you know that's not right yet it's something's not working like that and then having people around you that you can bounce it off and you can ask them um okay what's not working here and they'll say this and you say yeah okay and then they'll say okay did you try this because they're looking at it with fresh eyes and then you do that on other people's work you know so you so that's the way the process works yeah and how hard do you find it in like the real life where we'll say you have a budget to work with and you might see that there is you might have like it might be on version three now but you want to get to version five or six but you know you can't really get there with the budget so how do you manage to do that where we'll say you can see what you want to improve in but you can't actually you know financially get through it uh, no, you can always design to a budget. If somebody has uh, a certain budget to spend on a building, you can design to that. But what it is, it mightn't be what they want. So if mm -hmm. they come to you with a brief and the brief has got a, a list of, of accommodation in it um, that has got 10 things on it, but you can uh, their brief will only allow you to, to give them three or four, there's, that's where the, the kind of the over and back is. But if somebody comes into me and say, I have 20 grand and I want to do something with my house, I can put a new window in for that. I can put a window seat into it. I can do things, but I can't give them five extra bedrooms. So they'll come to you and they'll say, I've got 20 grand, but I need five extra bedrooms. But something's going to have to give here. Either what you ask for is, has got to reduce or what you've got in your back pocket needs to increase. But that, and, and that's the, that's, and I think that's what happens on programs like Room to Improve is that they come in with a big wish list and they want things. But the budget doesn't necessarily match that. So you're constantly kind of trying to you know, either get them to get rid of stuff and accept that or come up with more money if you really want it. I, like it isn't a magic wand. Mm -hmm. So the budget thing is you can design anything for any amount of money for any budget. But you, it's it's the amount of stuff that people want. And that's where the, the, the and that's where the kind of the realization comes in. Yeah. Yeah. 
And was that kind of skill like taught back in the day in architecture college as well, or was there some was there many things that like when you had your degree got and you moved into the actual working world that you kind of were not flummoxed with, but were surprised that that was the case? Everything, I was absolutely well. Like by nature, you don't um, like dealing with people. You don't. You, you're not really taught that in college. You know, there is no theory. Um, there's there's nothing there that teaches you how to um step into an argument and break it up or to you know uh like you know there's nothing like that in college well there wasn't for me maybe there is now they're teaching people better kind of skills in and, and like technically you need to become a, you need to be a salesperson you know to sell your ideas you need to be a negotiator you need to be a peacekeeper you need to be uh, you've got a huge amount of people skills that I, I don't think many college courses teach them you know, and there's only there's only you have to learn a lot of that in the real world. So, like, it's really important that your first few jobs, you're kind of you, you're, you're more in the back room and you're um, you're kind of learning and watching and observing other people if you can. But that, I suppose, isn't an option for everybody. Like if you're especially for doctors and things like that, like you're at the coalface. Um, I, I think uh, yeah, people skills are huge and learning how to have people. I think it's really, really valuable to have uh, a job, a summer job in the service industry, work in a bar, work in a restaurant, so work somewhere you might get a little bit of abuse. Um, but, uh, but, but it's good for you because it, it teaches you how to handle that and how to kind of not to take it personally, try and work out what the person is really angry about and then and see if you can do something about it without actually saying, I'm not talking to them again. I'm not, I'm not serving them. I'm not going anywhere near them. It's just, you know, it teaches you a lot. So I think the, the, I, in college didn't really prepare me for that. Um, I think it was uh, working in other jobs and working in the service industry and learning how to talk to people and, and listen to people and communicate with people came from other um, other sources. Okay, yeah. I think that's, I don't know, is, do, you, do you think that's across the board? I do, definitely, yeah. Especially, like, in college, there's, there's no such thing as here's how to be a salesman or here's how to be a negotiator or anything. But I was just curious to know if, like, the, um, if when you are in college itself, they might have, not because they warned you, but it might have taught you, but... Uh, like be ready because you're going to have to be able to do this and do this and while we might be able to teach you it be ready for it I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was the case they don't, they don't even tell you that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and like I think one of the surprising things because every time I presented a drawing to somebody before I left college there was a load of criticism on it there was a load of did you try this did you try that did you look at this I found it really odd going and presenting my drawings for the first time to I think it was to the HSE and uh uh, putting them down and I was ex and I said okay so this is the design we do this 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 and then I was kind of half expecting them to come back oh well I don't really like that I didn't like that did you would you ever think of moving that wall and I was expecting that back because that's every time I presented a drawing up to that point that's what happened and then suddenly like they were there great thanks and they're is that it like nothing else and they're there yeah yeah, yeah brilliant and that that, that that was it so it's uh there's a lot of uh, the college doesn't look i suppose college has got to teach you how to do your job and and at my fundamentally what we do is we design buildings and it has to teach you that the rest of it is you can you'll pick up from lots of other sources but i do think look i think you know a lot of it is down to people's skills and i think it would be great that if they did a little bit of that in universities mm -hmm. And so since you've been a bit further removed from your college days now, what skills looking back do you think are really useful for an architect? Like if someone's like maybe in the Leaving Cert now thinking about doing architecture or even in college hoping to move into that field, what, what would you be looking for, you think? Um, I suppose just never stop learning. Like it's, it's, it's read, uh, listen to podcasts, watch TV, um, travel. Travel is, well, if you can, if you can get out of the country. 
Um, it's really it's 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 funny because like it, it's there's not one thing. Um, I think like traveling and seeing things and always being open to it, and even um, in your forties and your fifties and your sixties, never stop learning, never stop reading, never stop. Um, you know, but anybody who's studied architecture probably won't. They'll they'll do that for the rest of their lives. Um, I, I, if that's for somebody going out into the world, um, I think uh, for anybody considering doing architecture, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a slog. And and I don't mean that like it's it's and it, it takes time for it to click. Okay, so lots of people drop out in first year, um, and lots of people kind of drop out early second year. It takes time for the whole process to click. It's a bit like riding a bike, and then once you get it, you get it. Um, and I would just say to people, just give it a chance, and you know, d listen to people. Um, because first year can be really really difficult. Um, because you're coming from quite an academic, uh, not an academic, that's the wrong word, but a, a kind of learning things by, um, and, and just, you know, uh, by heart. I, and I think architecture is just about practice and it's about sketching, about drawing, about reading. It's about, there's, um, you know, going off to find the influences and sources of the problem that you have. And it doesn't always click for everybody in, in, the first, in first year. Um, and it didn't for me, it didn't click for me until uh, kind of halfway through second year. And I think that just not to give up and just keep pl plugging away and listen, listen to people. Don't get offended if, if tutors say, look, that's rubbish. You need to do this. Just listen to them. They're trying to get you through. And sometimes the more time they spend at you, with you, giving out to you, the better you are. You, you become out of it because, you know, it means that they care. And um, for anybody, look, it's probably late, too late for anybody who's doing Leaving Cert. But I, one of the subjects I didn't study, but uh, nobody told me and I would be hugely beneficial is, um is uh, art um art is you know and and learning to to use that kind of part of your brain to see shadow and light and all of that art would be a really good subject for anybody who's considering doing architecture and it's, people think you need to do maths and you need to do physics and you need to do applied maths and you need to do all of those that's what i did and actually i would have much preferred to do art and but i thought i needed to have physics you don't you, you know you just need to get the points and uh kind of have a creative mind and go into it with an open mind and just listen and immerse yourself in it and uh that like it's it's and and then coming out of college like you don't want to kind of shape people or say you should be, do this or that because i think there's lots of different types of architects um and everybody brings something to the table everybody you know there's something to learn from different skills and some people will be really brutal at maybe selling their ideas but you know when you see their their drawings on the wall you think god they're just absolutely stunning they're beautiful so you know you don't want to like you can't put a square peg into a round hole so you've got to always um like I, I, everybody will bring something very special to it so allow them that and and kind of just be yourself listen oh um immerse yourself in it try not to uh and 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 and, and the slog is just that you have to keep doing it over and over again until you get it right and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a bit like I I I I brought my my thirteen year old son last week uh, to his first surf lesson, and I got up on the surfboard as well, and I couldn't stand up, but I know if I keep going at it, and if I keep practicing, and if I keep trying, I will. It's not something that's beyond me. I've kept asking, "Am I too old?" And again, no. Am I too this? No. Am I too? So I know. So it is. You just have to keep. You have to fall and get back up again. Fall, get back up again, and then something inside clicks, and it does get a lot easier from then on. Mm -hmm. And then um, what sort of experiences did you have? Because you mentioned a few times about being open and being willing to learn from your experiences and that. And you also mentioned traveling. So did you yeah. get a chance to go to any countries or any particular like architects themselves influence you a lot or did you learn a lot from? 
Yes, I I did. I got a, I got a chance to travel all over Europe and uh, every time the school bus left and back then there was no Ryanair wasn't cheap. Uh, so you couldn't fly anywhere. So we, we used to get on a on a, tra- a big transit van and we'd travel around uh, Europe and see things. And so every opportunity I ever got, I kind of went somewhere. You did city breaks. Uh, so I've seen most of Europe and I've seen. So, it, yeah, just every time the bus leaves the, the school grounds, the college grounds go during the summer, try and travel a bit um, get weekends away. Immerse yourself in a city life. Uh, Get a little book. What are the the best buildings in in in, in each of these cities? And, and just traipse around looking at them, and uh, kind of just immerse yourself. There's nothing uh, beats kind of standing in a, in a place and feeling it. it. Everything will look great in photographs, and which there's nothing like kind of being in that space and and kind of feeling the majesty of it. Mm-hmm. And those trips that you went on, were you going with like fellow architects as well in the in the transit? Van? Yes, yes, yeah. So it was all. It was a big college. It was. They were brilliant, crack. Like they were absolutely. You know, they, it's a. Uh, it, it best times of my life, you know, heading off with all of those and uh, kind of you, you might stay out a bit late some evenings and uh, and then you're, you're kind of just it, it, traipsing around looking at stuff then during the day. Like it was pure bliss. Mm-hmm. Now you'd experience it from a different viewpoint altogether if you're staying out the night before as well. You kind of, well, I think that I only ever had it from that viewpoint. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure that's part of it. Right. You have to go to the local. Uh, you have to go. You have to. Uh, you have to sample the local entertainment and street life and all of that too. That's really, really important. Uh, exactly. Get the culture aspect as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I was wondering as well is the fact that you had a chance to go with other different architects and you you all saw the same places and you're all in the same van. But yeah, you did say that there's like you can't put architects into or square pegs in the round hole. So would yeah. you say that many of your friends looked at the same building and saw something completely different or when you're looking at them together? Yeah, they would have. Everybody kind of, and, and and people will have their favorites. There's something that will kind of resonate with you. It's a bit like if you, if, if, you know, if you're studying English and you're, you're reading different authors, not every, you know, there will be books that are mechanically very good and, and amazing. And, um, but then there's other books that will touch your soul. And I think it's the same with buildings. You'll, you'll find, uh, an architect whose work you really, really kind of can connect with. And that, you know, it's almost as exciting when they're doing a new building as if uh, a band is bringing out a new album and you're waiting for it and you're, you're there and, and you get that excitement thing. I can't wait to see the inside of this. Can't wait to see photographs of it. Um, so you, you'll always find a, a couple of architects that you can connect with and that you think no matter what they do, I love it. And you then I suppose you do a bit of a deep dive into their work. So you start to go back through their back catalogue of stuff and, and you know, you'll find your favourites and you'll learn everything you can about them and why they did things and how they did things. And, and obviously that will feed into how you do things. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense for sure. And any of those architects that you had is that uh, you'd be interested in looking at and that you kind of take ideas from as well. I presume it's the same thing for like different uh, productions you've been on on TV shows because you've done a few different ones at this stage now. So yeah. is have you had the same production team for the different shows or is it different? Or no, no, it's different production teams um, for, uh, for it, it, like Room to Improve has had different producers throughout its uh, its history. Um, and Incredible Homes has had different produ- producers. So, yeah, the, the, it's producers will. Ve- I'm the only constant. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I'm the only person who's worked across all of them. And uh, but uh, no, you'll have different people working on it and different sound men, different cameramen. Um, and they'll all bring something different to it. They'll all bring, um, you know, so, you know, some some cameramen are really good at capturing a story. So they'll they'll they'll, they'll kind of spin around really quickly. So you don't have to do things two or three times. 
and um, they'll capture all the story in one go other cameramen will take absolutely beautifully lit shots and you think jesus how'd you get that like you'll be standing there and the sun is setting behind your head and they'll move you slightly so that there's this little ping and a flare behind. and but they're thinking of that and they're setting up the shot so they'll all bring something different to it mm -hmm. And how do how hard do you find the like switching between like production teams? Because as you said, you might be filming a hundred hours and you only get like fifty two minutes or, or an hour of of TV show, but you spend so much time with the same production team and then switch. So I presume you had like a chemistry with them. Yeah, I suppose that's that's something you you have to do because uh, you know, like say you'll have the same production team on an entire series so you so if you're working with somebody for a year you'll work with them for the year but say then if you move over to incredible homes there's a whole new production team on that and um, you just it's it's kind of like going to a different meeting you know when you have a client in the office and then you come out of that meeting and then you go into another meeting it's the same you're, you're it's the same thing just different people so you just you, you it, it, there's kind of it, there's nice and it, it's it kind of i suppose because you get you spend time with other people i never think of it as a drawback i always think of it as a, as a very positive thing i've never sat there and think i wish i had the same team across everything because you know it's nice and refreshing then to go on to another production and have other people there and chatting to other people and so it's it's i've never i've never seen it as i've always seen it as a very positive thing Okay, right, yeah. No, and you can also you can have a moan then because oh Jesus, I'm working on this at the moment, and you can moan to the others then about the others. Of course, yeah, that that's very important. I always have someone to blame. Yes, but, yes, I always have somebody to blame. <laughs> um, and I think on the more recent one, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Dermot Bannon's uh, super small places. Spaces, basically, uh, all uh, the s's. Exactly, yeah. But I think you you touched on the fact that like with the with um the housing crisis these days now and the lack of units being built every year. Um, I don't know how much you go into that in the show itself, but I'd be kind of curious to know what your thoughts are on that and like if you had any like kind of good solutions. Um, I, we do go into it a bit on the show, and and uh, the first episode has um, a pub that is um, that was vacant in Kilrush in County Clare, and somebody has repurposed it uh, for living accommodation. And uh, there's thirty thousand of those units up and down the country, um, and then there's one hundred and eighty thousand vacant units. Up and down the countries, we have an awful lot of buildings, and um, um, we have an awful lot of buildings lying empty with nothing happening in them, um, and uh, we need to that. And so, like if you add that, there's thirty thousand of shop units, there's one hundred and eighty thousand home units, house units, and that's two hundred and ten thousand. We need to build about eighteen thousand houses a year. So it's actually ten years worth of 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 houses lying there vacant. So that's that's something we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And are many of them like in the main areas like Dublin, Galway, Cork, Belfast? Cause... Yeah, in Dublin there is how many units? Um, I can't remember how many, but I know it's shop units. I think it's four thousand shop units lying empty within the canals in Dublin. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, and it's up and down the country. So it's 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 uh, it's mainly cities, mainly cities, and and a lot of rural towns and and all of. So there's huge potential there for us to kind of just to repurpose existing buildings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you're very uh, stuck for time because you're, you're clearly very flat out. Like you're even just doing that, to, uh, for, you're even just on the Today FM show just there now before I came on here. So yeah. if, you, if you had to give any advice to some poor students who are struggling away in uh, college and architecture, what what's to look forward to or what's to get them through it? Oh, what's to look forward to? <laughs> um, that's a, that's it. There's, there's loads. It's it's look, it's it's a it's an incredible job. Um, it's um. It's not the best paid job at all. It, if it was as hard as medicine, you should just go and do the medicine if it's but I think like it's a very like it's it's 
it's lovely to to make things and create things. It's it's lovely to make buildings. It's lovely to um to kind of to, to like on room to improve and things like that. Like I love solving people's problems. So if, if people are living in a house and they're tearing their hair out, um, and you've solved all you've solved a lot of their problems with the building, there's huge satisfaction in that. Um, I think then if you're working in a bigger practices, like to be able to shape how people, you know, use urban spaces and, and uh, you know, if you're creating two or three buildings around a square, being just being able to kind of shape space that people can get something from and enjoy it is is pretty spectacular. So there is all of that to look forward to. But enjoy college because you don't get that time back. And I know it's really stressful. And I do know that it's um I know that it, there's a lot of time pressure and there's a lot of deadlines and there's a lot of working late at night and there's a lot of all nighters and there's a lot of that. But um, just just try and if you can take it for what it is. Everybody else is in the same boat. There's there's very few people breeze through it. Even the people who come out with the best results and all that, they haven't breezed through it. There's nobody breezes through it. So you know you're not you're not doing this alone. You're not you're not the only person in the boat doing that. And um, and maybe just try if you can to enjoy it because you don't get those years back. You know, and you might think oh. A lot of people, especially, I find with with projects, um, and when 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 uh, university and college and and work is project driven, if things are a bit stressful, you think, well, I can't wait to get to the end of this project, or when I do my pin up, or when I have my crit, or when I do this, you tend to live a little bit in the future and saying, when this is over, things will be fine. They won't. There'll be another project after that, and then the you know. So just try and maybe enjoy what you're doing right now. So if you're spending a day in college sketching or you're at home, at home sketching or whatever, because we're, we're all at home now, um, just try and enjoy it and try and live for the moment and enjoy your college friends and, and that kind of time that you have with them and um, travel a bit. Uh, but really just, you know, if you can, uh, the stress will be there. There's nothing you can do about it. Day will turn into night. Projects will get done. And try not to worry too much because I spent an awful lot of time worrying and I spent an awful lot of time stressing and so did all my friends. And if I was to do it all over again, you know, it does get done. It does get done. Try and enjoy it. And and because it's a lovely course to do, designing, sketching, drawing, doing all of that. Um, and uh, you don't start to kind of always put when this project is finished, I'll, it, everything will be grand. You know, maybe the last couple of days, you know, when you're getting to the end, that's fine. But don't start two months into it. I'm too stressed. Can't wait for this to be over because it will be over and then you'll you'll miss it. Mm -hmm, for sure. And if you're ever stuck, just go watch Oprah in the, in the afternoon as well. I don't think it's on anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> find some reruns somewhere. And I, th yeah. thanks, thanks a million, Darren. Appreciate it a lot. Not at all, Connell. Take care. Will do. That's the end of another episode. I hope you've taken something away from this and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, good luck.